the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team. <laughs> Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a great question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Yeah, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. With the uh, holidays approaching, it's a good time to uh, talk about cybersecurity, and we're going to do just that with uh, one of the nation's top cybersecurity experts, Johnny Young, who joins me by phone. Hi, Johnny. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Thanks for the invite. Um, Is there going to be just a ton more Internet traffic this holiday season? Absolutely. From the year 2019 to 2020, the FBI has registered something like a 35% uptick in reported cybersecurity scams, so I expect the same thing for 2020 to 21. The numbers just aren't in yet. And I, I have no idea what, how high they're going to be, but because of the pandemic, I absolutely think that there's just no, might even double what it was last time. I, I think because of the pandemic, there are a lot of people who are using the Internet especially for transactions to do holiday shopping, grocery shopping, other things in a way that that maybe they didn't before. And so security considerations might be a little new to them. Well, you nailed it, Tom. I mean, people are just staying home a lot more, myself included. I stopped going to the grocery store. I ordered everything online, even my food, you know, was coming to me, which had never been the case. I'd always gone and picked everything out myself. You know, I wanted to be like everyone else, see how the fruit looked and the vegetables, but I found that I was really worried about getting COVID, so I started ordering everything, and uh, a lot of people that may not have used the internet before, like you say, are suddenly finding themselves in even over their head because I've seen a huge uptick in my email, uh, in my email inbox just on 
scams that are coming out for things about um, delivery times and uh, really? stuff about my bank account. Oh, yeah. I had one that said uh, just uh, this morning that said my Square account was suspended because a customer had complained about me. And I don't even have a Square account. I, I've had, I got that same email, Johnny, and, and I've had a couple others like that. Um, Norton and McAfee seem to be uh, pretty common uh, scams. Um, people saying that, you know, your, your protection, ironically, <laughs> your cyber yes, protection yes. has expired. <laughs> yep. Well, I would recommend Norton over anything myself. I've been, I used it 25 years ago in the corporate world. And when they started coming out with really good suites of products for people, I really started recommending them things like VPN that'll uh, create a tunnel from a person's device to uh, the through the Internet, basically, so that hackers can't see what's going on um, while you're going to different sites. It even keeps your ISP from seeing what's going on, too, for the most part. So I recommend people get VPN. And as you touched on, antivirus software is really the first thing that's uh, Cybersecurity 101. Now, the email links, that's one of my top tips to people, is never click on a link you get in email, because that's what's called a phishing expedition. And by that, I mean a hacker will do what you say. They'll buy 10,000 email addresses and just blast out the same email like the square one that you and I both got and uh, hoping to catch 1% of the people. Well, if they catch 1% over 10,000, that's 100 people. And, uh, you know, even hitting one or two is like hitting the jackpot for them because in some of these countries that are so undeveloped, they'll, I mean, they make less than $100 a month, some of these people, and they could survive on what an American uh, would get scammed at for over a year. So that's a real incentive for them to get these out, and once they hit one, that gives them the money to start funding other people to do the same thing and get a commission uh, off everybody. And it turns into this really, you know, overwhelming operation. And we're inundated right now. That's the, that's the worst thing. But um, be, just please, all your listeners, don't click on any links in your email. If you're going to get something that says your delivery is delayed from Amazon, don't click on the link. Go to the Amazon site and sign in. That'll tell you everything you know. Or if you've got the Amazon app, go through there. And the same is true for your bank or any other retailer. That's why the bank has, <laughs> under the username and password, it says, did you forget your username? Did you forget your password? I got one just the other day from Wells Fargo, my bank, that said uh, my account was messed up. Would Wells Fargo actually send me an email to say, say my account was messed up? No. I would find out uh, if I was trying to log in myself, and then I could say, um, "Send me a new, send me a new password, send me a, a new, uh, my username based on my email." So there's just 101 ways that scammers try to do it, and hackers. And I could build a website in less than one hour. I could register it, and then I could copy 
what the company website looks down to the logo and the colors so that when people click on the link, they think they're going to a legitimate source like the bank, like Amazon, and they'll put in their username and password and it'll say unsuccessful, unsuccessful, and then it'll say, okay, successful, you've accomplished what you need to do and, you know, you can go back and people will think, oh, I'm done. You know, I, I successfully changed my password. But the truth is they've just given their username and password to the hacker. So please, folks, just avoid any links in email. That's right at the top of the list. Do operating systems make a big difference? Um, I, I know that I used to have a lot more trouble when I used um, Windows, but since I've been... Uh, on Linux, I have a lot less trouble. Very true. The thing was, when I first started, there were no PCs, and the first ones that really came out in the corporate environment were Windows. And because Bill Gates and Microsoft was seen as the big bad, the evil empire, the early hackers took great pleasure at trying to mess up Windows operating systems and pranks and stuff like that but then it developed into what we've got now where the pranks are down to like 0.001% everything is for money now Apple's got a few and of course uh, I, I advise everybody to get antivirus like Norton on their systems and another thing Tom is people should never download a free antivirus software program from the internet because that's actually a trap by hackers. So any anyone that's offering free software from the internet, just turn it down. Uh, I can tell you when I was a PC manager back in the 90s, I had my team build, rebuild dozens of systems because people had these screen, free screensavers or these cute animals and stuff, you know, and uh, it really was a, a infection from a hacker. But Right now, the numbers of viruses are in, in the hundreds of thousands, and it's not really brand-new viruses. It's variations of old ones. And, of course, Windows is the most common operating system, so it does get hit the most, especially in the corporate world. Uh, Apple's had some penetration, but there's definitely a lot more Windows laptops and PCs um, Apple was great for graphics and stuff in the beginning, and they, they've moved on into other things. But Apple, uh, do, you know, they have a, a Microsoft Word comparable program, a PowerPoint comparable program, um, Excel and all of that. But Microsoft Office is still the standard for corporations. So to avoid compatibility issues, most companies issue Windows PCs to their folks and they all use office and uh, that's why businesses use Microsoft Windows the most and that's why hackers go after it and of course people in the in the commercial uh, world are one thing but then you've got people like us you know residential consumers homeowners and uh, and renters and people who are looking to conserve a buck when you look at the price of Apple products a, a MacBook compared to a PC is just a huge difference. Apple charges based on the quality of their products and all of the things that they've come to be known for. 
whereas they're not cloning out their machines like Windows uh, machines could be run on all different types of PCs, uh, all these clones like Dell and Acer and um, tons of different others that you don't even know the names of. They all can run Windows machines, so they can be sold for a few hundred bucks as opposed to a couple thousand for an Apple machine. So that limits the market quite a bit. But again, I say Cybersecurity 101, have antivirus installed on your system, no matter which one it is, Apple or um, Windows, and definitely get a suite of products like, I'd say, Norton, to further combat things uh, with VPN because VPN will solve a lot of your Wi-Fi issues uh, for people, people get, being hacked. Like you see in the movies when a, a hacker is driving around in a van with a satellite dish on it and they're <laughs> looking to find <laughs> right. some, somebody is exposed. Well, that would sort of stand out, don't you think? <laughs> but well, the, the, the movies really I watch, they're they're always sitting there with, uh, you know, what what looks like a car dashboard on their screen, and they're hacking somebody's car. <laughs> you know, they're, they're taking yeah, over yeah. the operation of somebody's car. What is right. uh, is are there considerations that that people need to? Um, take into account as they shop for electronics for laptops and um, mobile devices and things in terms of what comes with the hardware they're buying well one of the things I always say is buy the best that you can get and also um, make sure that you have the malicious software known as malware, malware, tomato, tomato on there like the antivirus. VP, VPN, now you, you can buy it so you can get it on 10 different devices for less than 100 bucks. You know, I bought a bundle like that. And uh, the thing is, Tom, the computer hardware is so great these days compared to when I first started. And we you probably got your first PC. It's like night and day. It's like the sneakers from the 70s, you know, the best sneakers of the 70s are, you couldn't even play basketball in them compared <laughs> to what we've got now, you know, the worst ones now are better than those. So that's basically how it stacks up. And, uh, you know, I'd say get as much, if you're going to use it, not even really for hacking, but just for your own personal use, get as much memory on there as you can, you know, get, get as big a hard drive as you can. They're not... It's not as expensive as it once was, but all, always put antivirus on there. That's really, a lot of people disable it or they don't put it on there, and that's just opening themselves up to trouble. Johnny, I have to take a short break here, but I want to talk about some, uh, some other practices uh, about cybersecurity with you. Can you stick around for a few minutes? Absolutely. Great. My Thanks, Tom. My guest is uh, cybersecurity expert Johnny Young. We're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze in a few words or do whatever they do when we go to break. They are uh, WFOV 92.1 LPFM in Flint. And uh, if you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. 
So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. We'll have more about uh, cybersecurity straight ahead. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You are, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom. This is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. 
a doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with one of the nation's uh, top cybersecurity experts, Johnny Young, who joins me by phone. Johnny, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. (laughs) Once again, thanks for inviting me, Tom. Happy to be here with your listeners. We were talking, uh, we just started talking before the break about... um, about the holiday season and the fact that a lot of people will be getting new equipment and what kinds of things they should be on the lookout for, whether they're buying new equipment for themselves or buying for other people. There are a lot of people who are going to be buying things online that haven't historically done the online shopping thing. Is is Cyber Monday just going to go crazy or is every day Cyber Monday since the pandemic started? I've gotten so many ads in my inbox about early Cyber Monday. I'm I'm not exactly sure if it exists anymore. Black <laughs> Friday is today and it's Monday, you know. But uh, as far as holiday shopping, I actually wrote an article about um, what to look for with holiday shopping. And some of the tips I give out aren't even cybersecurity related, but Say someone did buy a big electronics item that's a high-value you know, high value item like a laptop. One of the things I found, even in the corporate world, was this tip should apply to everybody everywhere. Don't leave your gifts inside the car where someone can see it. Always lock them up in the trunk, no matter what. Uh, it's valuable to you, and it's it's going to be even more valuable to the thief. It's worth it to take that 30 seconds to take it out and put it in the trunk. Now, I can't tell you how many people had their windows smashed in and had their corporate laptops stolen. So can you imagine someone that buys gifts for their family and they've just gotten some really cool phone or they've gotten them a uh, laptop or something, you know, that's small like that, a smash and grab, and that, that item's never going to be seen again. So I'd like your listeners to just please avoid that heartache of missing out, you know, of, of getting your, your stuff stolen during the holiday season. I think that's one of my biggest things. Online is bad enough, but just the simple tips um, in life as far as your par- the parking lot, the car, 24% of computer equipment was stolen from transportation vehicles and where they're parked. So please just always be, you know, be cautious and put your stuff in the trunk, even though it thinks you think it's a secure place. It only takes 20 seconds for a thief to smash something, smash the window, grab it, and run. So, I mean, that's common sense, right, Tom? Well, you would think so, and yet we, you know, we make those mistakes. You know, it's just something we do if we're not careful, and that's what we're saying is this is the season to be extra careful. There are some things that that people probably wonder about, and it, it, it sounds a little paranoid, but I saw one of the tips that you give is... Um, 
and I, I found this really interesting, is putting a little piece of paper or a little piece of tape or duct tape over the camera on your on your laptop or your uh, computer monitor. Yeah, I put it over the camera, and it's a tiny little dot. If people don't know where it is on top of your laptop, you'll see this tiny little dot up there. And it's not being paranoid because it's been known that hackers will get there and they'll observe people through their own <laughs> laptop or, or computer webcam. You know, in the old days, you'd see it... And it seemed far-fetched in some kind of CSI episode where a serial killer is sitting in front of 10 monitors and he's right. monitoring all these different people. Well, I mean, that is a little overboard, but the fact that they can, you know, turn on a camera and look at one person, you know, and check them out with, with their particular setup, that's not far-fetched at all. And another thing that definitely people have to worry about is never let anybody take remote control of your PC. I know so many people who get, you know, an email or something saying there's a technical problem been spotted by the manufacturer on your PC and, and we can fix it. And then before you know it, the people are agreeing to let the, <laughs> the hacker, uh, take over for a remote, and they'll even download to their own PC the remote control software, and then they'll walk away while the hacker is doing that. So unless I initiated the call myself, because I have let legitimate techs work on my own PC, like some drivers or something for a device I, I bought didn't work, and uh, I got the manufacturer to do it, but I solicited that service call. Never accept an unsolicited call and allow someone to take remote control of your PC. And also that goes back to that clicking on links and your email and stuff like that. But um, I'm paranoid. If people want to call me paranoid, sure. I, don't, I just don't want to be a victim. I grew up in New York City. Which, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure, That's I'm sure be, it's like... That's got to be paranoia capital of the world, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, before we left the house, my, my parents, the last thing they always said was, put the radio on to make it sound like someone was in the house, you know? <laughs> yep. So if someone was, you know, I lived in an apartment. We didn't even have a house. But, you know, they could hear through the door that there was a, a radio going. So they're going to go on to someone else that's an easier target, you know? And that's the same thing with cybersecurity. If you have good defense, even minimal defense, they're not going to waste their time on you because there's so many easier marks out there that they're going to just go right to. And uh, that's what I do in the computer world, in the corporate world for people is, um, you know, basically you could think of it like this. If, if people are going and they buy it to rob a house and there's a dog, dog barking, they're not going to go to that house, right? A burglar, they're going to go to the next house that is easier. Well, in the corporate world, I've been in there for 35 years. So you consider me the guy that trains the dog <laughs> to <laughs> make those alerts and start barking and chase these folks away. And I've never been hacked in all my time. I've never been in a company that has been hacked. And uh, I've been in the business for over 35 years since 1984. It's going on, what, 38 years now. So uh, I started out 
as a young guy and my job uh, was just doing backups and putting uh, printer paper inside the printers, you know. So you can, you know, I'd like to also say this, Tom, for anybody out there listening, now is the best time to get into cybersecurity. There's over 4 million jobs that are open that corporations can't fill and the government. And people don't need a degree. They don't need cybersecurity experience. This is one of those fear of missing out opportunities that this is the best time to get in there. And uh, that's, that's why I have my Cyber DTV um, streaming services to teach people how to do all this stuff. And they can learn both personal tips, like the one that I'm giving you, but they can also get corporate training that companies have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars training me over the years. And, uh, you know, right now is an opportunity not to be missed because cybersecurity is the hottest thing on everybody's lips. I mean, you wouldn't even be talking to me three years ago probably about this, right? Well, no, I've been following cybersecurity for a little while, four or five years. And for one reason, because we have a um, uh, college in uh, in the Flint area that has a um, a cyber program that teaches cybersecurity with um, a guy who who had actually done cybersecurity for the state, and um, he's got a team that that he coaches that do cyber hacking competitively mm-hmm. with other colleges and stuff and these mm-hmm. kids are amazing and i've been following mm-hmm. them for a while and the things they could do the personal information they could get about people in a, in a matter of just a, a couple of minutes is just mind-boggling so i've been following That's it so for true. A, i've been following it for a little while but i remember uh, and it's important that that you shared that information about uh, cybersecurity being a good field to go into, and that this being a good time for that. I remember when I was a kid, we were afraid of nuclear bombs, and you know, I remember, you know, having drills at school where we lined up, you know, out in the mm-hmm. hall and sat down, put our heads between our knees, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I remember people building bomb shelters, but cyber attacks is the real danger now, isn't it? Absolutely. This is a war going on, and no one is even really aware of it. I mean, I was listening to one of your older shows, and it was like a time capsule to me. It was so funny. Um, you had some guests. It was called Armchair Politics. It was oh, your yeah. show, but you had a sort of sub subtopic in there. And you made a remark that made me laugh out loud where you say uh, that you uh, do all your research on Facebook. <laughs> and that was, in, <laughs> that was in 2016. And I just busted out laughing because I can't tell you how many people have told me that they do their research on Facebook, and that's absolutely the worst place you can do your research. Oh, I know, I know. I, I joke about that all the time, and I and I had a yep. similar uh, conversation with um, uh, one of the uh, op-ed uh, editors from Newsweek just recently. 
Um, in fact, that interview hasn't even aired yet. But I was making the point that that a lot of uh, a lot of the public and and unfortunately some journalists as well um, get their news and and opinions from bumper stickers and uh, memes. <laughs> oh, no question about it. I mean, it's it's a you know one of these bite-sized little nuggets that you could throw out there. The fact that it's a hundred percent wrong, you know, doesn't seem to matter as long as there's a, a cutesy little sound to it, you know. And, and sometimes they do have a little bit of truth because, um, you know, a lie definitely the best lies have a skeleton of truth in there somewhere, but they. The misinformation and stuff is so bad, I, I don't even go on Facebook personally. It's just um, so hysterical. When I, when I say I do my research on Facebook, Johnny, I am kidding. Um, oh, yeah, it was a big laugh. I knew you were joking. It was so funny, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I, mostly what I use Facebook for is wishing people a happy birthday and posting who's, <laughs> who's going to be on my show tomorrow. Yeah, um, that's funny the birthday thing that's when i go on is to see you know all these uh birthday notices so i can sort of get in touch with people when facebook <laughs> was about was about family and finding people you hadn't seen in a long time it was great you know seeing pictures of people's dogs but what it's morphed into unfortunately is uh not a very good thing for our society so yeah i knew you were joking i mean i was listening to your shows and it was incredible, some of the things that you were saying and your guests, it was very prescient on what we've actually developed into now over the last five years. So kudos to you. You guys uh, were definitely on top of everything. Well, thanks. I, I, I appreciate I'm, that. And, and, I, and I always know that there's at least one person listening, and it's nice to hear back from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the Merrick Garland Supreme Court nomination was uh, up for grabs at that time, and there there was like five options you gave them, whether Republicans would stand down or um, they'd withhold the hearings, and, you know, everybody sort of was on t track for what they said that actually happened, that Mitch McConnell would come off as weak if he held hearings, and what, what went down is actually what you predicted, so it was... Pretty amazing. I think people should go back and listen to some of these. I wish you'd put more up there so I could uh, listen to them. It was really good to, to actually. There's um, the website does have a um, an archive. If you go to audio and uh, click on show archive, it's um, all of the shows are are posted hour by hour. And uh, and you awesome. can scroll through that, you know, go through multiple pages, and you know, if you come across something, a name you recognize, um, there aren't great descriptions. It's just what hour and who the interview is with. But but there's a lot of stuff there if you if you want to go back and listen. And of course, we repeat the shows all day, every day until the next new show. Um, mm -hmm. Well, um, you're talking about privatization of prisons, five. Five six years ago, oh yeah. I mean that's that's a hot topic right now, and uh, I don't really remember people talking about that then. So you were you know ahead of your time, ahead of the curve. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out your archive. I guess I'm going to be in the cybersecurity uh, 
section now, so appreciate that. <laughs> there you go. I, some, I mean, that's the great equalizer, Tom. That's the beautiful thing. Like I was saying, there's four million jobs out there, and you were talking about, you know, community colleges that have um, hacking contests and such. Well, right now, cybersecurity is for poor people. You know, poor people would always like try to get into sports. I know my ancestors would do boxing and you know stuff like that to try to get ahead and pull out of poor economic circumstances. Well, cybersecurity is like boxing without the head injuries. <laughs> well, in Flint, it's it was a future. Uh, it's a career. Boxing, basketball, and uh, mm-hmm. and rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, there's there's not that many chances in those sports. You know, for basketball, there's less than 300 uh, NBA players at any one time out of 330 million people. So your chances are less than one in a million. Whereas with cybersecurity at the corporate level, there's over 4 million jobs, which I think is personally is an underestimate. I think it's more like 6 million that they have. And it's not like what you see in the movies with these people, you know, hacking and writing code at a furious pace and so on and so forth. A lot of the information that that the kids that you were talking about got, you can get that through social engineering or just simply looking up stuff on the internet, you know, and, and that's how they target people and the hackers in the corporate world is they'll find out someone that's in a position in HR or in, like in the hospitals, someone who's in a position uh, that they can get access to them and that allows them to do this ransomware uh, scam where 250 American hospitals paid over $100 million in ransom last year alone. 250 hospitals got hit. That's all that was reported in over $100 million. So basically, it's not at the level that I was at where people are tacking through the routers so much and looking you know, to get through all these exposures, and we're prepared for that. You know, I work for IBM's cloud division where I was one of the, you know, top cybersecurity experts there. And one year, like last year, they did $17 billion in revenue from what I saw from my dividend. I've been retired from there for six years. I got out of, you know, software business to do my own thing. But $17 billion in revenue, you think they're not going to spend $100 million <laughs> on cybersecurity to protect that investment? Of course they are. So hackers are going against the best-trained people using the best trained equipment people at that level are passionate about what they do but it's at the lower level that corporations are being attacked at it's people that are just everyday folks non-technical and they get hit with some of these things like you say these email scams phishing expeditions that allows a hacker to get access into the corporation so they come in looking like a legitimate account to the folks like us, no alarms are going off. And uh, unless they start uploading um, tons of data, which makes them suspicious, well, they're just a legitimate account. They just don't stand out. Um, and that's one of the main problems is training. Companies aren't training people in cybersecurity. I think it'll have to get a lot better, and that's been my mission. You Johnny, know, I, you were... You like were... I, 
you were talking about uh, people being able to spy on you through the ca- the camera on your mm-hmm. computer. Can they eavesdrop as well? Well, that's a great point. You don't even have to have the computer to do that. Remember the Alexa issue that came out not too long ago where they left a feature on with the Alexa that people were having their own private conversations and Alexa was actually <laughs> sending the conversation to random people around the Internet you know, who started <laughs> reporting it. So basically I want people to understand that any Internet connected device you know you've got to be careful about because uh if there's actually some kind of flaw in the software engineering um or in this case it was testing it was a testing feature that the engineers had in there legitimately but when they put out uh, a release they hadn't turned it off so of course they they sent out another update to to quickly shut that down but any Internet-connected device that has a microphone and a camera can be used against the person that's, that's actually using it. So that's why I always recommend if you're going to have a personal conversation, make sure you're you know, not standing next to your voice com- command uh, you know, Does it, device that you're, you're just using to turn on music because that can do a lot more than turn on music and tell you the weather, that's for sure. <laughs> Does it make a difference if you turn your device off like your computer um can people get in and turn them on and eavesdrop or is that a good thing see i i do a thing i probably shouldn't do johnny i i I have a laptop on my desk in in my office Mm -hmm. at home that i leave Mm -hmm. on all the time Mm -hmm. now i don't do that with the studio computer i don't you know but I'm never in here for things that are private. You know, if somebody wanted to mm-hmm. eavesdrop on me working, fine. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I, you know, I. But I'm aware that I'm not having private conversations or sensitive conversations within earshot of of that laptop. Um, mm-hmm. But it's probably not a good idea to leave it on. I turn mine off. I just don't, right, you know, I mean, people say it's paranoid, yeah, but there's been too many stories that have come out about situations that have happened just like that, where hackers have spied on people, or there's been accidental um, transmission of private internet to random people around the world, you know, and if they were not good Samaritans and talking about it, you know, we would never even know about it, you know. But the truth is, we're so interconnected with the digital highway nowadays that the lines are starting to blur on what's our real life and what people are doing virtually. And that's why hackers are able to social engineer people so easily, especially on the dating scams and stuff like that, you know, where they develop these super intense relationships and all they're doing is texting or Johnny, I've, you know, I've got to take to um, I've got to take another break here. Um, can you stick around and do uh, a few more minutes with me in the next segment? Sure. All right, my I'd guest. Love to. Thanks, Tom. My guest is uh, Johnny Young, one of the nation's top security 
experts. If you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 LPFM, Our Voices Radio in Flint, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. Lots more of the Tom Sumner Program is still ahead. Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places. So be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I'm willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. The Tom Sumner Program is made possible with support from Seth David Radwell, a recent guest on the program and author of American Schism, How the Two Enlightenments Hold a Secret to Healing Our Nation, released in July 2021. As Publishers Weekly writes in its recent glowing review of American Schism, business executive Radwell's epic debut examines the historical influences that have led to what he sees as the collapse of politics in the United States. Seth Radwell makes the case that the current chasm between the American right and left can be traced back to the 18th century's Age of Enlightenment and the basic tenets of liberty, equality, and reason. 
American Schism provides a historical perspective that can help bridge current-day divides. American Schism by Seth David Radwell is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. For more information, go to americanschismbook.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we uh, go into a little bit of overtime with my guest this hour, cybersecurity expert, Johnny Young. Johnny, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, thanks, Tom. I didn't know I was uh, making it in overtime. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, it's just that there were a couple things that I want. We got sidetracked a little bit, and there were a couple things I wanted to make mm -hmm. sure and bring up before I... Uh, before I let you go, and I appreciate you spending this much time with me today. Um, one of them is uh, I, I wanted to underscore again um, what you brought up about this being a good time to enter the field of cybersecurity, especially for people who are unemployed or underemployed, or you know maybe just part of that great resignation we keep hearing about and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Um, but I, I always want to ask, um, well, first I wanted to ask you just, just to very quickly highlight a few tips that you'd want to leave people with. And I also always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about, like for example, do you have a website? Okay, Tom, that's so on point because I actually retired six years ago from software because I thought I was going to write a little book about cybersecurity and just travel and enjoy my life. I'm a senior citizen and uh, life's been good to me. But what happened was these hackers have just made life miserable for so many people, I thought, you know, I, this is my chance to be of service to society. I thought I'd missed my chance because I was such a corporate guy all those years, you know, just <laughs> doing enough to get myself by, you know, and I had always fantasized about Peace Corps and Greenpeace and all the things that these, you know, wonderful Good Samaritans are doing. And then when cybersecurity became such an issue, I thought, you know what, I can really help a lot of people. So I started writing articles and um, doing different things. But one of the things that really came out to me the most was the need for people and how it can be a great equalizer for people who don't have the education yet because companies and the government are willing to train people 
the way they want them to be trained. So they don't, they come in with no bad habits. Another, another myth I'd like to dispel is that people need super programming skills to be in cybersecurity. In fact, a really like tiny, tiny percentage of people are doing that kind of programming against antivirus and cryptography and, you know, encryption and all of that. The rest of it is the real work. Cybersecurity isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. People have to show up like they have to show up to a steel mill or a, a car manufacturing plant and be ready every day to take on these hackers. And there's so many different jobs that people can get in that have nothing to do with programming. Um, they can do a little coding of something, you know, but it's not real programming. We have to learn a language. It would be something like a macro in Excel maybe to help them do an everyday task, which you know, you can figure out in half an hour or something. With that being said, I wrote an article about the top 10 fastest ways to get into cybersecurity and as a career. And if you don't mind, I'll share some of them with your guests right now. Yeah, please. Okay, the first thing is be realistic. You know, don't swing for the fences and go for Apple and Google and Amazon and think you're going to get in there right away because they're getting 50,000 resumes a day, some of them, you know, IBM, all those big corporate giants, try to get into a small company, okay? For me, I got into a small company with 15 people because I answered a random post at my community college on their employee assistance program when I was a student there. And all you need to do is take one class and you can get into uh, their assistance program for looking for a job, okay? And from that 15-person company, I went to McDonnell Douglas that was merged with Boeing later, and that was a 250,000-employee company, and I went to become the network director of the C-17 program where that, uh, you might have seen the interior of a C-17 plane where they were taking out 600 Afghanis at a time who were fleeing the Taliban because it was a big military cargo ship. And that program started over 35 years ago when I was a, I was a second network director there in history. So you never know where life's going to take you, you know, <laughs> when you start this simple job, you know. But jobs like that would be the help desk, PC support, land support, they call it. And then people move up to things like server experts and system admins, they call them, you know, sysadmins. There's all different names for it. But then the top of the pyramid in the IT world would be the network engineers and the network architects, you know. So that takes time to get up there or else to go into an internship and start as a network person because that's the people in IT who make the most. And if there's nothing that's more valuable to cybersecurity, it's network and servers. And yet, at the bottom of the rung, it's the PC people and the help desk people who see the PCs that may have get infected and the laptops from the employees, and they're the first line of defense in cybersecurity. So that's my second tip was don't be picky. You know, take in any, any entry-level job you can get in. A friend of mine started as a, a janitor at this company with me, and he asked me if I'd put him up for this uh, computer operator job. And I basically worked with them on the side, and they turned him down the first time. And then within two weeks, the guy they hired quit. My friend was given the job by default, and then he became a vice president of um, two major companies. 
And uh, I'll tell you what, he has like a 10,000 square foot mansion and uh, he's done quite well for himself. Trust me, he started <laughs> out as a janitor. So anything's possible. Family or friends, it's an excellent resource. I'd say don't start at a family company because you don't want to mix family yeah. and your personal life. And also, you don't want the weight of your family's finances on your shoulders until you know what you're doing, right? Yeah, exactly. And so just families and friends could be a great resource. Like I said, there's 4 million jobs out there, and your circle increases well, Johnny, tremendously with one degree of separation. Yep. Do, do you have a website? Yes, I do. I do. It's actually it's the uh, subscription service. It's the streaming service. It's called CyberD TV. So people would go to the website CyberD.TV, and I have an offer for your listeners, Tom, to get this kind of training, personal and the corporate training that they want. I've got 250 videos up there right now, and I'll make an offer to your listeners for the first 99 of them, okay? If they go in through the website, cyberd.tv, it'll take them to the streaming service right away. And if they sign up, they put in the code TOM99. TOM99, and the first 99 people get a free month of the subscription service. So other people, when they sign up, will get a free trial week. Your guys will get a free four weeks. And well, they can cancel at any time. I don't care. You know, I just, I, I think that people need this kind of training. And, uh, you know, they can just go in through CyberD.TV, put in the promo code TOM99, and they'll get uh, a month. And they can cancel before the month is over. It won't cost them a dime. But I'll tell you what. They'll know more than their friends. They'll know more than a lot of people that are coming out of courses, for sure, because this is my 35 years squeezed into these 250 videos, and that's only the beginning. I'm going to have hundreds more up there, and I'm putting content up there every day. And well, it's just some of the things we talked about, like personal security, holiday tips, security while you're on vacation, and then the corporate training, too. So for $9.99 a month, People will get what took me 35 years to make and hundreds of thousands of dollars in corporate dollars to well, achieve for the company. Johnny, thank you so much for spending this hour with me. I really appreciate it. We're, we're out of time, but uh, keep up the good work, and I hope we'll get a chance to talk again soon. Yeah, I hope so, too. I'd love to come on again, Tom. And uh, to your listeners, just go out there. For people getting into cybersecurity, you have a great future, and you know what? The future is now, so take advantage of it. Thanks a lot, Tom. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. From the Tom Hey, there's smoking George Winters already tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room. But thanks again to all of my guests. Johnny Young talking about cybersecurity this last hour. Before that, we got a chance to talk with uh, John Seeger from Population Connection. And we started out this morning with uh, Dr. Tarek Catella, The Six Pillars of Advocacy. Hey, good night, everybody. 
program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.